Section Two of Harper's Young People, Volume One, Issue Seventeen, February Twenty Fourth, eighteen eighty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Harper's Young People volume one issue seventeen february twenty fourth eighteen eighty biddy o'dolan chapter one by mrs zadel b gustafson do you remember biddy o'dolan the little rag picker and ash girl who found lily de coven's broken doll in the ash can that cold winter's morning i have not forgotten my promise to tell you the rest about her biddy had a boyfriend a little irish boy who called himself charlier shosey i suspect his name was charlie o'shaughnessy he was just as poor and alone in the world as biddy and almost always stayed in the same cellar at night when biddy ran off with her doll that cold morning she not only thought of the hospital and the little girl who had there brought her the flowers but she thought how she would tell charlie that night about her doll the first thing to be done was to get dolly a dress and this was the way biddy managed it she took an old knife and hacked out a piece of her skirt then she pulled out of her dingy pocket a little wad a wad of what pins pins that she had picked up on the street in the summer when she swept the street crossings and had stuck thick and criss-cross in a bit of woolen rag with some of these pins biddy fastened together the two sides of the cut inner skirt next she took the piece of cloth she had cut out and punched her tough little forefinger through it in two places and through one of these holes pushed the whole arm and through the other the broken arm of her doll and pinned the cloth together in the back thus dolly was dressed and nearly as well as biddy too biddy had been very quick about this and had often looked over her shoulders to see who came in and out of the cellar you who do not live in a cellar and do not get shoved about and slapped as biddy did can hardly imagine how glad she was that no one happened to take notice of her she hid dolly under the straw where she was to sleep at night and then hurried out to pick over as many more ash cans and barrels as she could in hopes of finding something this time which would please mrs brown so that she could dare to show her doll and perhaps be allowed to sit up and play with it a little mrs brown was the cross old woman who kept the cellar and the children on the street called her grumpy 
Biddy did not find anything in particular, and got fewer pennies than usual for errands and for showing people the way to places, so that old Mrs. Brown was very cross indeed, and Biddy went to bed without daring to pull Dolly out where she could see her. She lay awake with her hand on it, waiting for Charlie. Charlie was a newsboy, but he was not a lucky little boy. He had the large and beautiful deep blue eyes you may often see in the children of Irish immigrants. But he was weak in body and very shy. He lived as Biddy did among rough people, who were all the more rough because they were so poor and miserable so he got knocked about a great deal and stood no chance at all among other newsboys who shoved him aside and called their papers so loud that charlie's thin voice could not be heard some newsboys made money selling papers make so much that they can start in other kinds of business for themselves and get on very well in the world among other successful men i have seen this kind of newsboy they have bright sharp old-looking faces they have wiry strong bodies good health and seem to be afraid of nothing charlie wasn't this sort of boy at all he got poked and pushed and cuffed and tripped up and laughed at the girls called him frayed cat because they thought he was a coward the boy said he was just like a girl and shouted hello polly when they saw him charlie did not say much to all this he went with his papers every day and managed to sell a few and besides he did errands quickly and well in these ways he earned enough to pay for his straw in mrs brown's cellar and to buy enough to eat to keep life in him charlie's straw was next to biddy's straw and when he came in that night biddy whispered to him all about her doll telling him especially how one of its arms was broken off at the elbow charlie put out his hand in the dark and asked her to let him take the doll a moment he felt it over carefully and gave it back without saying anything biddy whispered a little more and then they went to sleep one day biddy happened to come in a little after noon she was going right out again but first she stopped and felt under her straw the doll was gone biddy sat down quite faint for a moment then she sprang to her feet darted up the cellar steps and around the corner where old mrs brown sat behind her apple and candy stand biddy reached over and put both hands in the knot of gray hair in the old woman's neck pulling as if she would carry her off stand in all biddy's face was pale and her eyes were like white hot coals as she gasped out give it me 
give it me i'll never leave go till ye give it me hold on and lave go of me cried the old woman she grasped biddy's wrists and drew them toward her to ease the strain on her hair but biddy's little fingers were strong she tugged hard and kept on gasping i'll never never leave go till ye give it me oh never had such an oh come from biddy's lips before and with the very sound of it she had torn herself away from mrs brown and had seized and almost knocked over little charlie who had vainly been making signs at her as he came up behind mrs brown mrs brown rubbed her neck smoothed down her apron and jabbering fiercely came panting up to the children biddy had let go of charlie and was sitting right down on the cold pavement holding her doll and looking with wild delight and wonder at its wooden arm new from the elbow charlie knew an old man who used to whittle out all sorts of things with his jackknife and who seemed as ready to give away as to sell his work charlie had taken biddy's doll to this man who had willingly and quite skillfully mended it he was on his way back to get it hid under biddy's straw for a surprise for her when he found biddy struggling with mrs brown charlie's plan was perfect the trouble was that he couldn't plan for biddy too and she had spoiled everything without knowing it however could ye get a new arm said biddy it's a miracle be wished wid your merry clothes exclaimed old mrs brown snatching the doll holding it high out of reach and spreading out her other hand to keep biddy off but biddy did not spring at her this time she stood up and put her hands together and twisted them till the knuckles were white and she spoke as if there were cotton in her throat when she begged the old woman to give her the doll she promised never to be a bad girl any more to give every cent she could get to mrs brown every one to do everything mrs brown asked her to do and she called her over and over again good lady and dear lady mrs brown kept on talking too fast to be understood she was very angry and slapped biddy's cheeks and pushed her toward the cellar biddy stumbled along as she was pushed and kept on praying for her doll and making every promise she could think of to the old woman when they reached the cellar steps charlie pulled mrs brown's dress showed her a bright new quarter dollar and said she might have it if she would give up the doll to biddy mrs brown took the quarter 
looked at it rang it on the step and then handed the doll to biddy telling her that she might have it that night but that she must pay extra every day for what she called the crather's board and lodging this idea seemed to please mrs brown very much for she called it a great joke and put her hands on her hips and laughed then she looked savage again and said she would keep the doll herself on nights when biddy could not pay extra she went off to her fruit stand with her hands on her hips laughing and muttering by turns biddy sat down with her doll now and then she looked at charlie and smiled and seemed to be thinking very hard about something to be continued end of section two recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c